Joining us right now is Mike Shallon, from, uh, originally from New York, but been in Boston a number of years. How are you, Mike? How was your Thanksgiving with your family? Well, first of all, I don't have crabs. Second of all, um, well, we're we're thankful. We're, you thank, don't, we're, we're thankful thank you. you don't have crabs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Thanksgiving with the family was very very nice. Thank you very much. Oh, How's that little one? Years. How's that grandchild? Oh, uh, we got. Uh, well, we had we had two of the three here yesterday, ah. and um, the little girl is just um, she's just magnificent. She's really she's it's it's. It's our first little girl, so we're uh, she's getting she's getting the spoil treatment. Could you have ever imagined? I mean, you, did you imagine when you were a parent how special grandparenting would be? Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I you know I I know I've always loved kids, and there is there is a difference when you're a grandparent. You know when you can. Things, when things go south, how quickly you can hand them back to their parents, you know, which is always That's right. Always that's, nice. that's the old adage, <laughs> I love kids as long as they're not my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and um, yeah, it's 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 kind of neat, but the only the only problem is that comes along with it is your advanced age. <laughs> I wouldn't have, you know, yeah. I think Dwight Evans was a grandfather at 34 years old. I wouldn't have minded that as much as this. Wow. So, um, wow. Uh, <laughs> Dwight Evans was a grandparent at 34? I believe it was 34, 35. Loretta Lynn was a grandmother at 30 or 31, I think. Wow. I you remember mean, the story. You mentioned Dewey Evans. I got to tell you, all the years I was growing up watching baseball, to me, mm-hmm. and I know I watched Jesse Barfield play, I watched... Dwight Evans play. Sure. Saw Dave Parker. Dwight Evans to me had the best arm of any right fielder I ever saw play. Well, I got a. I just. I he had a great arm, but you brought up Dave Parker. Yeah, and... I know. <laughs> I still think for me, Clemente had the best arm. K line was K line was real good, but nobody to me was Clemente. A uh, Parker. Had as strong an arm as Clemente. I don't think he was as accurate as Clemente. Right. Yeah. And Clemente had the ability to do it underhand and all kinds of weird ways. But and now he, you've watched Betts for a couple of years. Forget just arm. He's the best right fielder you ever seen in Boston. No, no, I'm not. I'm not ready to say he was better than Dewey yet. But really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Dewey was special. Um, and this kid is special. This kid's much more of an athlete than than Dewey ever was. I think as far as speed and stuff. But um, this kid can, you know, he he can't. He does no. He does nothing poorly, including you know bowling and feeding the homeless and yep. you know, whatever. I mean, it's just uh, he's an amazing, amazing kid and. They need to do whatever they oh. whatever is necessary to keep him here for his entire career. I think it's just because he gets it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he gets yeah. all aspects of it, Mike. He does. He does. And he's, you know, um, he's just, he's a, you know, he's, you know, they talk about 100%. He's a 1,000%. Yeah. Everything he does is good. We're talking with Mike Shallon. He's a uh, journalist, uh, columnist, excuse me, for the New Hampshire Union yeah, leader. Watch that word, journalist. Yeah, and yeah, he did not, and he did and he did not get the job at Forbes. <laughs> no, but we found out. We found out who did. Though. <laughs> yeah. We had John Delco's on two weeks ago. He got a job at Forbes. 
Well, good for him. Yeah. I haven't talked to John in a while. I'm yep. very happy to hear that. Yep. So if he can get a job at Forbes, Craig and I were thinking we yeah, could we're... probably get jobs there at Forbes. No, no, John, John will take care of it. All right. Hey, Mike, um, up in Boston, the, the, the biggest news that hasn't been gigantic was uh, Dave Dombrowski didn't waste any time, got Steve Pierce on a one-year contract. We couldn't be more thrilled for Steve Pierce. He's really a solid soldier on that team, isn't he? Well, it's a perfect uh, perfect setup. They gave him a year with uh, Mitch Moreland having his second year. Right. Uh, so they'll both be on they'll both be on one year contracts as a platoon next year, and and uh, obviously Pierce will 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 get some other time, but he's here to hit left handed pitchers. And you know he found not only has he been a Red Sox fan his whole life, but he also found the ultimate rocking chair for a guy like him who hits lefty so well to be to be in the middle of that group yep. um you know nobody goes into the game saying we can't let steve pierce beat us and then what happens is steve pierce beats him you know and, and he he was just terrific here i was a little surprised that he only got one year yep. uh, i think he could have gotten two from somebody else but let's uh let's let's rewind the tape and and go back to the perception of steve pierce in june mm-hmm. and the perception when they got him here was, oh boy, he completed his tour of the American League East. This ought to be good, you know. Right. And right. maybe he can contribute something. Well, we saw what he contributed, so uh, you know, I hope he scuffles along on six point two five million or whatever it is, and and just enjoys being where he is. And I'm sure if he has another good year, they'll bring him back for another year. We're talking with Mike Shallon. Mike, um, getting back to the MVP. I'm not going to take anything at all away from Mookie Betts, uh, although I can't remember an MVP, uh, offensive-minded MVP, that drove in 80 runs. But I'm, but I'm not saying he's not worthy of it. Were you shocked, though, that J.D. wasn't part of the final three? Yes. Yeah, J.D. got caught in a um, kind of a web here, um, an awards web, if you will. He, he was the D.H. too much to be considered an MVP by many people. Right. He finished for it. He was given the silver slugger at two different positions. The first guy ever to win that, which means he played enough to be considered a right fielder. Then the the DH award came along and he didn't and he didn't DH enough to be the DH of the year. Right. Which Chris Davis got got it. Um the Chris yeah, Davis with you know, a K. The Chris Davis with a K. With a K. Certainly yes. the, yeah, the, the anti-Oriole <laughs> Chris Davis. <Yeah. laughs> um, but he he got, he, you know, there was a couple of years ago where I thought Ortiz should have been in the mix, and he was sixth mm-hmm. because people just don't look at the DH as a position. Yep. You know, and, and uh, it's unfortunate, uh, but, you know, he's got the ring, you know, and, and he had so much. See, see people, one, one thing that, that you know, all this war and all this kind of all these, these numbers don't tell you is his the effect on the rest of the team, and and forget the fact that not only does he work with everybody else on the team because the guy is a maniacal hitter, he he videotapes his batting practice and, and analyzes his BP, but he he his effect in the order, you know, Mookie uh, the the one year without. The without the Ortiz effect, if you yep, will, yep. Mookie hit two sixty four, mm-hmm. 
and he did drive in 100 runs uh, and had a decent year. The Red Sox had a decent year. They went from being a good team to being a great team. And the only major change was what? Adding J.D. Martinez. Martinez. Yep. yep. And, and the way we grew up, the way we grew up, Mike Trout would not be allowed to be in the MVP um, voting. I'm not saying he wasn't the best player, even mm-hmm. though he drove in 78 runs. But MVP meant most valuable player. And when you got a guy like, like what, where would the Angels have been without Trout? Well, they weren't anywhere with Trout. Right. It's not mm-hmm. his fault. But in the in the old days, if you will, the only way you won an MVP is if there wasn't an, an either either you had the absolute killer year or there wasn't another legitimate candidate. If you remember, Andre Dawson won it one year with the last place Cubs. Yep. Well, in our day, if you will, and I hate to sound like get off my lawn, but the MVP, most valuable player, not player of the year, most right. valuable player who helped his team win. Yeah, and, Cal, and Cal, that, Rip, Cal Ripken won an MVP because he had a monster season in his second one in 91, and Ernie Banks yep. won two years in a yep. row on a last-place club. Yeah, and I, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for that uh, when, when people who are voting for these things take that into consideration. Let me ask you this. When we're talking about voting, uh, the Hall of Fame ballots came out this week. Uh, what do you, what do you, what's your early take on what the ballot looks like? Well, the biggest, the biggest story, this, uh, hoping my ballot is out in, in my mailbox, um, but the biggest uh, story this year is going to be whether or not Mariano gets 100% of the vote. Right, exactly. And, you, you would agree. You would agree he's deserving of that, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. But, but so was Ken Griffey, and yeah. so was Tom Seaver. And I mean, it's, you know, yeah. you got the. And the thing is that the, one of the one of the goals was um, they eliminated a lot of the older voters who are no longer connected to the game. Um, I think part of that down deep was to to do away with stuff like this. You know, old timers say, "Well, if you know, if Babe Ruth wasn't, you know, if, if Willie Mays wasn't, you know, how can how can Mariano Rivera be hundred percent?" But I want to talk. I'd, I'd love to talk to the person who doesn't vote for him and get and get the reasoning for it. I really would. But uh, you know, I, I'm not a betting man, but I would bet that it's, it's not a hundred percent. If it is, I'll be very pleasantly surprised. I would think Jeter too falls into that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think so. But, not, um, not as clear to me uh, that he's a hundred percenter. Mariano is a, a no brainer hundred percenter. You know. Well, it's 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 funny. Like you, you know, you say you say a hundred percenter, but what that translates to is somebody has to sit down with his or her ballot and say he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I hear you on that. Hey, and or or, yeah. or or the thing is too, you got people who just refuse to vote for anybody the for, for the first time, so no, to make sure that nobody's one hundred percent. But I think the pressure the pressure's on this year. This is going to be a real test. Craig and I are big fans of a guy who pitched uh, the first ten or eleven years of his career here in Baltimore. Craig's a good mm-hmm. friend of Mike Mussina's. I'm not a friend of his, but I think he was a first ballot in my estimation. Uh, I know it's his fifth time around now. Do you think this year he gets in? The trending seems to be right. Well, 
Uh, yeah, and it's 63%, 63.5 last year. So I'm thinking if it's not this year, it's probably the year after. That's a tough jump. Yeah, 63.5 uh, to 75 is a big jump. Um, you know, I was, I was watching Chris Russo last week, and he thinks you have to you have to lump Musina um, and Schilling together. That they're, that they're very similar. That you vote for you vote for both, or you vote for none. Um, I have voted. I have voted for Schilling, except for my my one year. I suspended him for one year for collecting Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> right. Uh, I made it clear that that was a one year ban, and uh-huh. I, I do I do believe he belongs. Um, the postseason thing for for Schilling is just overwhelming for me. And you know, uh, I came around on Messina. You know, but the thing is that the the ballot these days is so crowded, and and for those of us who are voting for Clemens and Bonds, um, you know, you, you, at some point you run out of picks because you're only allowed ten. You know, I, I, I there was a there was a day where I could see myself voting for one or two, but it, these these are these are great players, you know, and they and they, and they should be rewarded. I would urge anybody that's either non-Mucina voter or on the fence to look at his record and look at Tom Glavin's record. And mm-hmm. granted, Glavin has the numbers because of the longevity, but look at him and put the context that Mike Mucina pitched in the American League only, DH East. League, in the steroid era, the heart of the steroid era, and reflect on his numbers versus Glavin's. It's it's and the east in, and the eastern uh, in the eastern east, division, yeah, yeah. Um, no, there's a lot of guys you can compare it to favorably. He's a better pitcher than Phil Necro. Yep. You know, I mean, if you want to, uh, he's he's certainly as good as Don Sutton was. Yeah. Uh, if you go back through the years, Hoyt Wilhelm. I mean, uh, there's it, it's it, you can't vote that way. I, I didn't have to go back to those old time, those guys that we are yeah. debatable. And it's, I look at Musina. And his numbers, and put them in the context of steroid era, DH, and in the American League East. And it there's took, no question. And he pitched for a, a pretty bad team for most of his career. And it took Peoria. it took Sutton 19 years to, to get, get in. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we before we let you go, I wanted to ask you a little bit of an off the road question. Uh, you're up there in Boston. Uh, the Pawtucket Red Sox have played what 90 years in Rhode Island. Which is probably forty miles away from Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're going to move in two thousand twenty-one to Worcester, Massachusetts. Is this a, a sort of a big story, given Lucino uh, being the the lead owner of the the soon-to-be Worcester team? Um, is this a big story, or am I making something a mountain out of a mountain? No, I think I, I think it's a big story. I think that. Um... This brings us back to Mr. Schilling again, because yep. the the state of Rhode Island lost a lot of money on his video game mm-hmm. package thing, whatever that was. Right. But somebody told me, by the way, that that's a very good video game. But that's I'm not a video person. Right. But um, the state couldn't afford to give him any money because they were they were still smarting over what happened with Schilling. Wow. And so you know, Larry's going to make the best deal he can make. Uh, they're going to move. Uh, Somebody said that there's a team in Batavia, in New York, that's going to wind up in in, in Pawtucket. Pawtucket. Okay. Um, so there will be baseball at McCoy Stadium. It just won't be Triple A baseball. Um, 
and and they're they're building this beautiful new stadium for them in Worcester, you know, and 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 that's a that's a that's a city that's that's uh, trying to revive itself, and and certainly this this will not hurt that situation. But I think this I think if you needed one one reason why they're no longer in put or they'll no longer be in Pawtucket, I think you have to go back to the fact that the state wouldn't give them any money. Interesting. Well, I knew that, but it, but it's interesting. I didn't know it still had to do with how smarting they are from the uh, shilling uh, mm-hmm. uh, mistake. Uh, we appreciate your coming on. We could always have you on for longer, but really appreciate the time and hope the holiday season is great for you. Tell uh, our fans here in Baltimore, uh, because we've got Facebook Live and on the Internet, uh, you know, listening that aren't just Baltimore fans, that might be Red Sox fans, Tell them about your book and how they can get it. Well, the hometown team is uh, photographer Steve Babineau's four decades of shooting the Red Sox at Fenway Park. It's um, it's a coffee table type book, and it's uh, filled with 500 or so pictures that uh, done by Steve, and and uh, the writing is done by yours truly. I, I got to interview a lot of guys that I I uh, covered on my in my beat days, if you will, and and um, uh, forwards by Dennis Eckersley and Dwight Evans. That's and cool. Just, Very it's, cool. It's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful book. Just don't pay any attention to the writing. It's all about the pictures. <laughs> and, uh, and and you could and you could buy it on Amazon and, and uh, BarnesandNoble dot com, I guess. And, and what's you know, the what's approximate price tag? I know it varies. Well, with the, the, the price of the book is thirty five, but I think you can get it on Amazon for twenty six or twenty seven. Right. This is great. Five hundred pictures in that book, and for me, a guy who likes to read but can't read without pictures. <laughs> <laughs> this is good, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, I bought it for I bought it for the article. <laughs> Hometown team, Steve Abano, the pictures by and the words by Mike Shallon. Mike, always a pleasure to have you on. All right, guys. You have a great holiday. Thank you. You too.